0: Welcome to another episode of Make Shit Happen. Today's guest is Tyler Cerny. Tyler Cerny is a highly sought-after international sales and marketing consultant who has worked with the best in personal development, including Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Dean Graziosi, Damon John, Kevin, aka Mr. Wonderful O'Leary, Ty Lopez, Jordan, The Wolf of Wall Street, Belford, Jay Abraham, Robert Kiyosaki, and Russell Brunson, just to name a few. Tyler has has produced close to $7 million in sales, and Tyler is now the Director of Partnerships at Top 10 Podcast, helping scale brands through top-ranked podcasts and short-form video. Welcome to the Make Shit Happen Podcast. If you're a business owner or aspiring entrepreneur who is ready to learn how to stop procrastinating and take massive action to start turning your passion into profit today, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sam McLeod, real estate expert, six-figure coach, and champion athlete, and my goal is to equip you with the exact tools and steps to create massive success today. Let's dive in. Tola, thanks for coming on today, man. I really appreciate that.
1: Absolutely, Sam. Extremely blessed to be here, man. Excited to give some value to you and your people, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So but do you want to just walk me through like working for all these different names and with, with, as, as a marketing consultant, like what did your day to day look like?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, day to day, the division that I was in was in the live events part. So all these guys, they would go speak to a lot of specific events. And so one of the organizations that I was partnered with, we would contract jobs out to these individuals to come speak on our stage. And I mean, these are sold out events. I'm talking about, uh, the United Airways Arena where the Chicago Bulls played, um, sold out crowd. Uh, also too, like the went to Houston where the Toyota Center where the Rockets played. And they would have an array of speakers on stage. And the day-to-day really looked like just basically getting people to this event, creating a marketing strategy to get people to the event. Then once they were at the event, getting them to then take that next step to the uh, whatever mastermind or course or, live event that was next for these speakers they would make an offer from stage and so a lot of these guys were some of the best people that i've seen speak from stage but also sell from stage and my job was to connect with all the people that went to the event i mean these are tens of thousands of people hey what's going on sam i saw that you attended the event but for whatever reason you're not moving forward with tony robbins what's going on so now That sales process is that you saw the pitch, but for whatever reason, didn't take action. So at that point is more of a consultative coaching style approach where I now need to get deep down into understanding how you make decisions because there were some people that went to the event. that were like, dude, Tony Robbins. Awesome. I'm jumping on that. Some other people were like, you know what, this event isn't good, I'm getting sold at, and, and their mindset was completely different, so I needed mm-hmm. to understand how you viewed the offer, and then that was really the day-to-day, you know, it was like a a lot of work, it would climax to an, an event, and then we'd move on to the next city, so it was constantly, we like, the, the organization that I was with, we partnered with, or we had around close to 70 events a month, and so they were international, small-scale, big-scale, so... They were located in Australia, the UK, Asia, the US, like they had so many events that they would put on. Yeah. And so we were specifically in the US uh, North American division.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, you know, working with all those different types of people, like who were some of your favorite people to work with, with, you know, the grants of the world, Tony Robbins, who did you, who did you prefer to work with?
1: The, the, the best, my favorite, I'm always biased towards Tony Robbins, man. I don't know if you've ever got it. Have you been to any of Tony Robbins events? Uh, I haven't,
0: my, no, not Tony. No. Dude,
1: there's an event, Tony Robbins' initial event's called Unleash the Power Within, and you literally go walk on fire. It's like an absolute life-changing event. I went to the event, I'm like fist pumping the whole entire time. I basically threw my shoulder out because that's how intense it was. And like Tony Robbins changed my life completely, right? And basically the whole his whole concept is if I would have slumped over the, the fire and the coals, I would have burned my feet. But since I had focus, I walked with confidence, clarity. I had a great physiology, great energy and walked with confidence over. Then I was able to walk and not get burned at all. And so then when you apply that to anything else in your life, whether it's a real estate deal, making a phone call, sending an email, reaching out to someone, you just got to change your state and change your focus and anything really becomes possible. And then I also... Gotta give love to uh, Ty Lopez as well. Ty Lopez, he was the guy that sold me into the personal development space back like seven years ago when I was actually working a nine to five job and I saw one of Ty Lopez's ads. And he's a very like, uh, you know, some people love him, some people hate him. But I remember when I first saw his ad, I clicked on it and I literally bought every single upsell. This was before (laughs) I even knew what personal development was, before I even knew what the online marketing space was. And next thing you know, it I like purchased everything that he had. And I was like, and then he introduced me to Russell Brunson, Russell Brunson, in terms of uh, character and uh, in terms of business, Russell Brunson is also one of my favorites, too. I got a chance to, you know, meet with him and kind of connect with him on a deeper level. And he's one of the guys that has a family, has kids. He's still on Funnel Hacking Live, which is one of the, one of the best events I've been to. And just the the businesses that he's been able to create, um, like the, the SaaS model, um, allowing people to make money online. Click funnels is, is something that I've used and got upsold to. So, you know, those were probably the, the main, the main three that I like, but again, man, they all bring amazing things to the table. Every single one of those speakers that you mentioned, depending on where I was at in my entrepreneurial journey, I would like just go all, all in on their teachings and trainings and, just try to find something that could help me get to the next level. And every single one of them were able to offer that.
0: What would you say would be one of the biggest things that you've, you've taken away from working with these guys? Like if you had to pick say one or two things that you've learned from working with these guys, that's kind of helped you and your journey now to where you're at. What would that be?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is, their ability to make decisions. They make make so many decisions throughout the day. They have to make so many decisions throughout the day and so they just like make a decision and they roll with it. And so they're okay with making a mistake and their level of confidence and adaptability to just with the situation, it's just like make the decision, deal with the results and if it's not what you enjoyed or what you liked, now what can we do differently next time? So that would say number one is like their ability to make decisions on the fly. And then also two, just their ability to really sell and market themselves, right? Because every single one of these individuals, when they get up on stage, like Tony Robbins and some of these guys, it it doesn't even feel like they're selling from stage and they're able to convert 20, 30, 40% of the room to sign up into that next level and it's because of the way that they speak their tonality, how they interact with individuals, but specifically the ability to get up on stage to speak and to convert most of the room over into their next offer is pretty incredible because speaking Mm. one-to-one, selling one-to-one is one thing, but being able to sell one-to-many is a a different skill set, and they definitely have mastered that. And so picking up on how they present, there's a science behind how they tell stories, how they connect and basically present the things that they want to, uh, present to the people uh, is really incredible too. So just learning on how they communicate specifically, not only on one to one but also one to many as well.
0: Mm. Well, most of the things that they were selling were, were they mostly high ticket items? Absolutely, dude. I mean, the entry level. Yeah.
1: Uh, Cardone did have like a he he kind of switched his model when when I got a chance to work with them and sell for him. He had like Cardone University, which he had at the time I think sold for like ninety seven dollars a month, but most of the products were at like $2,500 and up. We had those products and then we even had masterminds and certain things like that up to $50,000 a month. Uh, I'm sorry, $50,000 total. So it was anything starting at $2,500 or more. So most of it was considered a high ticket for sure.
0: And uh, with, with the mastermind stuff that you're selling at like the 50K, how many of those do you reckon you would sell on average a month?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, the masterminds, we, so we had a mastermind package. It was like 30 grand. And if, they, if a, a husband and wife did it or a couple or a business partner did it, it was 50K total. I mean, that was something, you know, masterminds are one of the hardest things to sell, in my opinion, because it's just intangibles that you're selling, right? I know you're in real estate. If I sell you a house, you can see the house and it's a tangible asset. A mastermind is a concept And uh, basically a network of people that you'll get access to that could take you to the next level. And it also has to deal with the individual as well. Because if someone, number one, doesn't understand the concept of a mastermind, I have to then teach them that, which is an uphill battle in itself. Then number two, what are they going to do once they're in the mastermind? Because there's a lot of people that I've worked with and I've seen invest in these high-level masterminds and they don't do anything with it. So I need to make sure that if they do invest 50 grand into these masterminds, they're doing really, really well. So, I mean, it wasn't something that was very common in terms of like, like everyone I talked to like, Hey, I want to do the mastermind. It was something that I would say one to two people a month or per event would pull the trigger in a, I would say in a shorter period of time of like, uh, I had a couple people that I would talk to first call and then convert them basically in the second call. So in like a week's process, they were sold wired over the 50K, they're good to go type of thing. Um, And then obviously there's some people that took a little bit longer, but it wasn't common. Um, But definitely some people that did it were like about one or two people a month.
0: Yeah, awesome. It's it's fascinating because um, like I'm in the online course space myself and the one thing I've noticed is the differentiation between High ticket clients and, and low ticket clients, and just how different they are, both mindset and um, just quality of the client that you deal with as well. And a, a lot of people that are selling, like, say, low ish ticket around, you know, 1,000 to, say, 3,000 don't see a lot of them struggle to understand and fathom being able to charge 10 grand literally for almost the same offer, but with a few different more deliverables and slightly changing their offer. Um, they can turn around and tweak and, and sell a $10,000 offer. In your opinion, how, how do you find the difference between low ticket people and high ticket people in terms of clients?
1: Yeah, I mean, that it's funny, man. When you say that, there's this meme out there that like, for a high ticket client, hey, the wire has been sent, the 50k wire has been sent. And then there's a, a meme where the, the low ticket's like, hey, like it's like a 997 a $1,000. Hey, do you have like a six month <laughs> payment plan on it, you know, and hey, do you have any guarantees with <laughs> yeah. it? Is there any, it's just like getting a lot more hesitations, even though it's a lot less money. So I would say a couple things, man, you know, cause there's two approaches with the high ticket stuff. And this is really what I specialize in is creating offers, creating high ticket offers and really bundling it in a way that provides value for people. And the things to look at, because and a lot of people will talk about high ticket offers. Hey, just charge more for your services. Number one, are you qualified to charge more for your services? Because if I'm giving you a crappy product and I just say, hey, instead of making $1,000, I turn it to $10,000, like it can be perceived that way, but that's not what you should do. It's really getting clear, number one, are you able to deliver a high product service? And if you can provide at least 10x or 100x, like depending on how much you want to over deliver. I, you want to, I usually tell people at least 10 X return on their investment, right? So if someone were to give you $10,000 and invest, let's say in real estate with you, I need to prove to them that I can definitely give them a return on their money, but also to kind of, I would say 10 X really, if you can provide a 10 X return, it is a guaranteed slam dunk sale that someone can come in. You can create a scalable sales team offer, like with that offer. And so looking at those deliverables, it's like, okay, if I were to charge $10,000, how can I provide $100,000 worth of value to this individual? And so by you providing more value to the, the customer, you can start looking at what deliverables that I'll need to add to that. And those are gonna make that's going to drive the cost up, but it's also going to drive your profit margins up. It's going to get better results for your customers. And also too, when a client does invest more with you, they're going to be more committed to you. Because... If me and you join a mastermind and someone charges me a $100 and someone else charges me a $100,000 to join it, then I'm going to show up very dialed in, making sure that, you know, I get like I'm going to utilize the information that I'm receiving because I'm valuing it more as well. So that's what I've also seen is that if you do raise the prices, your clients are going to be more committed because they've invested more money with you. And if they're more committed and invest more with you, they're going to get better results versus hey, this is a free course, go check it out. Yeah, you know, This is the same exact strategies I've learned to grow my portfolio, whatever the case may be. They're probably not going to value it. So making sure that you charge high, t- high ticket for it and just looking at what the deliverables are. Um, and Alex Hermosi, he has a really good book on this, like $100 million offers. And he's really kind of broken down by a science, but he talks about how much trust does the client have in your offer? Right. Like and he uses an example of like, you know, weight loss, you know, what's the how much trust does someone have in like liposuction? Well, if I get liposuction, I know for a fact that I'm going to lose the weight. And then it also looks at the time period. How quickly can you deliver those results? So if you can deliver results without any question of doubt, and you can also do it in a very short in a relatively short period of time, people will pay premium for that. So that's why there's some clients that will pay thousands of dollars for liposuction versus I can sell you a $30 gym membership and you can go still lose the weight. It's probably going to be a longer period of time, but that level of uncertainty is going to be a little bit higher because maybe you don't know what you're doing in the gym and certain things like that. So that's why you providing more certainty, you providing it in a shorter period of time and you literally handholding, people will pay premium for that. So just really getting clear on what those deliverables look like for your offer, bundling it together because at the end of the day, the fulfillment does not change. And it's just how you present it, how you bundle it together, and what's the ultimate transformation and results. And if you have a clear cut transformation for your client, then, then you can, they'll pay top dollar for it.
0: Do you, do you have like a framework that you, you use with um, these offers and these I guess, guarantees and the hooks? Like, do you have a framework that you kind of use when you're going through all these deliverables with people?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I tie it back to the sales process because this is where also what I've noticed too when I gotten brought in to kind of help people increase their sales, it always comes back down to the offer. Because if you don't have a strong offer, you could be a really, really good salesperson, but if you're not don't know if you if you're not working with a good offer, then you, it's gonna be very, very frustrating. And also too, that's also going to affect your marketing process as well. If you don't, if you have a weak offer, your marketing is also going to suffer. So everything comes back down to the offer. So like there, there's a couple of things that I mentioned already. So it's the certainty. How how much certainty does the client have when they buy into your product? How much certainty can they will they have when they to get that result? Because your clients at point A what's that point B? What's that transformation that they're looking for? Like for fitness, it's like, Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. That's the end results. I'm 20 pounds overweight. Then it's like, you know, maybe in investing with real estate or whatever. Hey, I want to create $10,000 worth of passive income through rental properties or, you know, in masterminds, yeah. Hey, I want to, you know, go to a seven figure, like figuring out that transformation number one. So now it's like, okay, what's the transformation that, you want to provide to that client and what's stopping them, what are they struggling with to get to that transformation point. And then from there, when you create your offer, what is the most cost effective, most effective route to get them from point A to point B? And so once you have those two those two endpoints dialed in, you now have the vehicle to get them there, that's all that that's all they care about. And so this is where a lot of people get caught up on too is that people think they have to spend a lot of time and energy and do all these different things. Like with our podcast yeah. offer, no one ever wants a podcast. People want a, a platform that creates more exposure. People want a platform that uh, connects with high level people. They, they wanted to use it as a lead in business development tool for their certain things and stuff like that. So it's like getting clear on what that is and, and really getting uh, understanding like what's going to be the best vehicle that, that, that can take them there. And so, Having those two endpoints, then you're like, okay, what are my options? What can I provide? So it's looking at different offers. And again, it's really custom to the individual and to the, the client, but getting clear on what those deliverables are and then looking at it from that perspective. okay, which one of these provides the most certainty? And this is where a lot of coaches will have an online course, a done with you offer and a one on one offer. One on one offer requires more of my time, but I know that it's going to increase certainty for that individual to get the result. So that's why I'm willing to offer, it, but charge more money for it because that's what people really want. And we have that with the podcast as well. If people want a guaranteed top ten, top one hundred ranked podcast. People will pay premium, just like if you buy an airport ticket, like. Will I have a refundable ticket? I'll pay a little bit extra more to have that certainty if I want to switch the ticket type of thing. And so the other thing, too, is also going to be the time frame. What's the time frame that we're looking at? The best way to really get clear on what your offer is, too, is always look at other people in the space. If you can look at the industry that you're in and find the top ranked, uh, I'm sorry, the top ranked offers in that space and basically how to determine that, who's running ads that you keep seeing all the time if you keep seeing an ad that comes up for an offer, you know it's it's profitable. And so now it's like, okay, how can we take that offer and make it better? So if they say, hey, I can get you 50 clients in 90 days, what if I can get you 100 clients in 90 days, right? If that's the offer, I just take it and I can charge whatever I want for it. And then I can just reverse engineer for the client be like, okay, how much would 100 clients be worth for you if I were to get that for you? And then technically, you know, you can charge anything that's, you know, that the market would want, you know? So if that's like a hundred thousand dollars worth of value, I could charge twenty five, fifty thousand dollars whatever I want really for that offer. As long as you're making money in the, in the long run, you're going to be happy. But look at other offers that are out there. Number one, that's probably the easiest way to see what's going on, make it better. And you can even partner with some of these individuals to do some of the fulfillment. And also number two, um, just kind of like I said, the certainty and also the time frame to look at. Those are some things to look for, um, and really getting clear on what the pain point is. Like, what are people really struggling with? Because the the market's now shifting from online courses to more kind of done with you group coaching. Because a lot of people will purchase courses, and it's really not the information that people need. People need that accountability. They need that one on one support to help them get to that next level. Yeah. So. Maybe what it is that you're offering, you can just add on an accountability coach. You pay them, you know, three grand a month, and you can add an extra, you know, five to ten grand to your offer um, to increase the certainty for them to get the result as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and what's what's your best way in terms of you're with these offers, right? What's what's your best way to check if these offers are actually valid and if they're going to work, like? In in your opinion, what would be the best way to test an offer out? Is it to run ads to it? Is it to run like a beta type webinar? Or is it to put up a story on Facebook or Instagram?
1: Yeah. So the, this is definitely the hardest part in the process. You have to create a proof of concept for the offer. You know, you have to deliver. You have to do the work, and you have to get the result for the individual, right? And this is where a lot of people in the online marketing space, they fall flat is that they just come out saying, hey, I'll help you build a seven-figure business and they've only built a six-figure business, right? So you have to come from a place of authority, you have to come from a place of experience and actually gotten get results for people because if you've actually done it and get results for people, then you can confidently say. And so there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Like I said, one of the greatest ways is literally leveraging your competition they've done the market research they're spending the money on running ads and certain things like that they know the pain points they know how to structure the different offers they know how to kind of attract and appeal to your target audience so if you can kind of just take that and make it a little bit better that's the quickest and easiest way Um, the fulfillment is another thing right then you actually have to deliver on the product and service that's another thing so you do have to get good at it so if this process, the beta test too, if you work with some clients and, you know, I, there's a lot of different strategies out there. And, uh, another strategy that's worked for me is like, if you if you interview someone and they kind of tell you certain things that they're struggling with and working with, you can just kind of do like a survey or a format, just tap into your personal network and just say, hey, what are some problems? Yeah. What are things that you're struggling with? They'll tell you the problems. And it's like, hey, man, you know, I, I plan to charge 10 grand for this, but i I'm doing a beta program where I'm for the next five, 10 people, however however many clients you want to do it with. And I'm only going to charge you 2,500 bucks, $5,000. You give them a significant discount and you can give them an insane guarantee saying, Hey man, if, if this doesn't work, I'll give you a full money back refund, or I'll just work for free until you get that result. And so now you can add guarantees, add you know your time in there as bonuses to ensure that they can trust you. And, it's how you position it, man. Tell them this is the price point, but for you and for the first five people, I'll offer it like this. Um, and again, that really comes back down to knowing your market and also understanding the pain points of the individuals. And like I said, you looking at your competition would be the easiest and fastest way to do so.
0: It's a lot of information to take on board. I love it, but thank mate. man. That's awesome. Fantastic. All when right. it comes to the online space, you know, with, with, masterminds online courses you know all all the marketing gurus hi lopez grant cardones jordan belford's all these guys Uh, in in your experience and you know through everything that you've done yourself now where do you see a gap in the market at the moment with everything that these guys are doing and where it's where the market's shifting to Do do you see a gap in the market at the moment
1: yeah, absolutely, man. There's definitely a huge gap in the marketplace. What I've seen, and this is just my personal perspective, um, is that I'm religious. I believe in Jesus Christ. And so I've gone to churches, and where I grew up is churches, they don't make that, you know, it's kind of like the stigmatism of, uh, you know, if you have a Lambo or if you have nice things, you're not really religious. And also, too, on the flip side, if we're talking about business, we're doing all these things, but... Religion or spirituality isn't really a piece of it as well. So there's a huge, I feel like, divide in the marketplace in the sense that why can't we go to a business event and talk about religion and talk about because with that you, I had this interview. I saw this guy. I don't know if you guys know the prophet, and it's it was a live event, and so people, it's you know, public information. He gets up, he gets up on stage, and he's like, I struggle with anxiety and depression. And this guy, multi-millionaire, like I think he's worth $450 million and he's struggling with anxiety and depression. And I'm like, man, I don't even want to be an entrepreneur, man. This guy's spending all this time, energy and resources and he's not even happy, right? And so there's a huge divide and there's a lot of people where the blind are essentially leading the blind, where people are trying to catch that next big thing and follow people when it's like, dude, that's not even your purpose and your calling in in this life. And so people really have to get clear on what it is. Their purpose and their calling is because and it's hard if I'm looking at social media, the familiarity bias starts to kick in. If I see a bunch of stuff on my feed, I'm going to feel more inclined to do whatever I just saw because it's familiar to me and it's fresh, right? If I see a guy killing it in real estate or whatever, I'm going to feel inclined to want to do real estate just because I've been seeing it on my phone. And if I'm not careful with the things I listen to, the people I hang out with, or the you know the, the things I look at, all these different things, I can get distracted. And if we get pulled off our course of action, you're going to feel unfulfilled. You're going to have stress. You're going to have anxiety. All these things are going to compound and, then you're like, and people are going to be like, well, why did that happen? Well, it's because, you know, you have to get you know, connected with your creator and your source, whatever that looks like for you, right? Because once you're connected with the creator and your source, you understand that you're a powerful individual and a being that can really create anything that you want while here on this earth. And there's a lot of disconnect with personal development where it's like, oh, you know, you know, work on myself, work on me. And it's all about me, 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 me. And I used to be in that camp. I used to focus on how can I get better? How can I get better? But I realized that I actually have no control of this life. And I also understand that, you know, it's not about me. It's about the people that I can serve. So once people can figure out who they're called to serve, life becomes so much easier. Because once you get crystal clear on how can I serve this individual? What problems do they have? How can I help serve them? And the the more you can serve an individual or serve uh, masses of people, you're going to get paid to do so. And so, and, you know, the, if you look at the leaders, I, I love there's so many people in the space. Like if I if I look at Elon Musk, I love Elon Musk, man. He's he's changing the world, but he's having issues at home in his relationship. And, you know, he's having multiple kids and certain things like that. You know, Jeff Bezos, like amazing business leader, but struggles at home with his wife, like, you know, got divorced and all these things. And it's like, there's a divide there where it's like, Can I can I be successful at business and have a successful marriage, successful relationship and be profitable spiritually? Like, can I have can I have all those things? And from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem so. So whoever can really be a step up as a leader. And that's really what I kind of focus on as well is that, you know, I, I throw these investor conferences and that's actually where I met my wife. I met my wife on a Friday night and we got married on Monday. And so I met her. I knew her for three days wow. and we got married. And it was because of our, our religion. We both believed in God. We were, able, we were able to make decisions quickly because we realized that we were put into a situation that it wasn't about us. It was about everything that we could do to serve other people. And so I opened the, the event in prayer and people I had people coming up to me and cry because they're like, I've been to so many business conferences, not one single event prayed at the beginning. And so there's really a disconnect of like, I have to be this way. I have to be this way. It's business professional. And and what I'm seeing now is like, it's all kind of, you know, the the true authentic lifestyle of someone is going to attract you to that individual to want to do business with them. And so they want to know your personal stuff. They want to know what you do on a day-to-day basis. What do you do on an everyday, like a on your downtime, right? They, they don't want to see just the highlights. They want to see who you actually are. And then the business, the profitability, all the other stuff will come once that's clear. And so that's really the shift that I've, that the gap that's starting to get created. And uh, people are uh, also want automations too. That's another thing that I've seen. People don't want to do the work. And so now I don't know if you, Australia is big on this too, but There's like Walmart automations, Amazon automation, trucking automation, roofing automation. It's like you pay top dollar 50 to 100K to be part of these programs and you got to do zero work. And you're supposed to, quote unquote, make a mailbox check. And so if it works, you're living good. Right. But at the same time, there are a lot of people in the space that don't really know what they're doing. And they're counting a lot of people as well for it. So people don't want to do work. So if you can. Provide a dump for you offer then you can over deliver charge top dollar and really separate yourself from the competition so that's another thing to look at as well yeah
0: i i, I also feel like that's one of the biggest downfalls in i guess online business at the moment is everyone's trying to look for that quick fix and quick fix answer to solve their issues through you know automation automation's now been this word that the gurus throw around to be like, oh, you can have an online passive business, you can automate this, you can automate that. The problem with automation is that I am that I find is if you're trying to automate everything in your business without first learning how to do it, when those automation tools break and they stop working, you're not going to know what the fuck to do in your business and you're not going to right. know how to work that angle. So it, it's, it's, it's a massive problem within itself when people try to automate everything without first learning how to do it themselves. And that for me personally has been... I guess the longest part of that journey is learning everything. You don't have to be. A, I'm not trying to be a master in in copy ads sales. I'm not trying to be a master in everything, but I am making sure that I learn each process enough that I understand it, so that when I can talk when I talk to people about it, I can have discussion on it, and then, then I can have an informed. I can make an informed decision based off you know having the knowledge in that area already. But um,
1: no, but I, I was just saying too, Sam, like. That was another thing kind of circling back to kind of, you know, close this out, too, is like, you know, when you ask me with those individuals, all those individuals, they're they're just like me and you. Every single individual that I worked with, they're just like me and you. And they literally put in the work. That's it. Because at the end of the day, and I can sell these automation offers and I can sell these things and tell you like, hey, you don't have to do the work. Someone has to do the work. Whether it's me, whether it's you, whether it's the company, with, whatever the case may be, someone's doing the work. And like if if you make an investment in someone into these one of these automations and it doesn't pan out, it's because they did the work and it didn't work. And you have to get clear and like, OK, am I willing to take that risk? Because if you're not and you would rather be like, you know what, I would rather figure this out on my own. And i rather invest this money in myself, learn the process myself, do this, then that may be the better route for you. But if you're like, hey, dude, like, I don't want to have no time, energy, or curiosity to learn this business at all, and I just want someone to do it, yeah, just know that it may not work out. But also know that, like, for you to become successful, you have to do the work. And every single one of those individuals, they have, a, like, a work ethic like none other. And, that, and that's something that anyone yeah. can really do. It doesn't have to take – it's not like they, they were born into work ethic. No, it's like everyone can create a work ethic for themselves that allows them to get to that next level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on today, man. We're at, we're at our uh, time now at the end of the episode. But, uh, mate, I just want to say a huge thank you to coming on board. I thought we might finish this podcast with one last question. If you were to start your job again, you know, you had to start from scratch and build up in the next 30 days. How would you start again in your profession and what would be the one thing that you focus on?
1: I would literally go find someone in the industry that I want to be a part of. Find literally who's the very best person that's doing it and I would offer to sell their product. I would come in and say, hey, you don't have to pay me anything. I'll sell your product for free. You just pay me a commission. What are you paying your sales guys? You're paying them 15%. Um, Since you're not providing me any leads, any marketing... 30, 25, negotiate a percentage that's a little higher than their sales rep. Take, find the very best product I have without a shadow of a doubt that it can help and change people's life. They have a brand, people can trust them, people know that the product works and all I have to do is find people, have conversations with them and deliver a product that I know that can get results. That's gonna be the quickest and easiest way in my opinion if I had to start from zero and ground zero I can immediately leverage their brand, leverage their offer, go in and communicate and and talk to someone. And also to really start building a personal network quicker as well, just like being able to reach and connect with more people. The, The quicker you can build that audience, the easier things start to get because once new offers, crypto, new opportunities start to come into place, if people trust you as an individual, then it's going to be really easy to create new products and services and really help a lot of people because they already know like, can trust you at, at some level.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Tolasoni, thank you very Got much, it. brother. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate that.
1: Appreciate you, man.
0: Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you've learned something from today's episode and know the next steps to focus on in your business. Want more resources to jumpstart your journey? Click the link in the show notes to see what else I have to offer and book a call with myself to jumpstart your business and make shit happen. I specialize in helping people turn their passion into six-figure businesses to replace your nine-to-five through online education and high-ticket coaching. If this is something that interests you, you can reach out to me through any of my social media outlets in the description below.